Open up your Bibles. Ezekiel chapter 47. Ezekiel chapter 47. I'm, I'm going to read a little bit here. So while you're finding it, just listen to me. <laughs> Ezekiel chapter 47, beginning verse 1. In my vision, the man brought me back to the entrance of the temple. There I saw a stream flowing east from beneath the door of the temple and passing to the right of the altar on its south side. The man brought me outside the wall through the north gateway and led me around the eastern entrance. There I could see the water flowing out from, from flowing out through the south side to the east gateway. Measuring it as he went, he took me along the stream for 1,750 feet and then led me across the water was up to my ankles. He measured off another 1,750 feet and led me across again. This time, the water was up to my knees. After another 1,750 feet, it was up to my waist. Then he measured another 1,750 feet, and the river was too deep to walk across. It was deep enough to swim in, but too deep to walk through. He asked me, have you been watching, son of man? Then he led me back along the riverbank. When I returned, I was surprised by the sight of many trees growing on both sides of the river. Then he said to me, This river flows east through the desert into the valley of the Dead Sea. The waters of this stream will make the salty waters of the Dead Sea fresh and pure. There will be, a swarm, be swarms of living things wherever the water of this river flows. Fish will abound in the Dead Sea for its waters will, be fre will become fresh. Life will, will flourish wherever this water flows. Fishermen will stand along the shores of the Dead Sea all the way from Egadi to Eg Eglam. The shores will be covered with nets drying in the sun. Fish of every kind will fill the Dead Sea just as they fill the Mediterranean. But the marshes and the swamps will not be purified. They will still be salty. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow along both sides of the river. The leaves of these trees will never turn brown and fall. And there will always be fruit on the branches. There will be a new crop every month, for they are watered by the river flowing from the temple. The fruit will be for food and the leaves for healing. Amen. They're talking about the river of God. And wherever the river of God flows, life begins to grow. Amen. It grows, it's restored, it flourishes. It heals wherever the river of God flows. And wherever there is a stagnant to the river, there is a swamp. And in the swamp, things die, and it stinks. That is the life of a believer. There are some that will walk with God and are so hungry and thirsty and want more of the Lord. 
And as they, that hunger begins to grow, the river begins to rise up on their life. It starts off with the, on the ankles, just touching, you know, ankle deep. But, but they, they're so hungry for God that they go deeper. Amen. They don't want to stay on the coast, on the shore, where the water just hits the ankle. They want to go a little deeper, and it starts getting to the knees, and it starts going to the waist. But then the, that hunger for more of God, they could stay there and say, man, it's nice here. It is nice. Being, but because of their hunger for God and their desire to, to know Him and want more of Him, they go deeper and they go deeper and they go deeper where they get to a place where the river just takes them. Amen. The funny thing about it is when you're walking in the river, you're in full control of yourself. I know the water's at my ankle, but I... I could still stand. I could take another step. I get to choose whether I want to go to the right or left because I still have strength over myself. But when you start getting a little deeper and you get a little deeper and you get a little deeper, you will get to the place where the river will overtake you and wherever the river goes, that's where you are going to. But here's the thing about that. Someone says, well, pastor, I don't want to lose control over my life. Oh, yeah, like, like that's worked out really good for you. Like, like you being in control of yourself has worked out really good for you. One of, I guess there's not a better word to describe it other than Lord. Because Jesus is king and he's Lord. In other words, he is over our lives. Our lives are not our own. Our lives have been bought with the price, the blood of Jesus Christ. And so Jesus is Lord over our life. Say, Jesus is Lord. In other words, you don't tell him what to do. He tells you what to do. You don't tell him what you're going to become. He will tell you what you will become. The Bible talks about it's like, it's like we are the clay, he is the potter, and all we are are the works of his hands. I've learned a long time ago that everything that I've seen in my life, everything I've become, I'd had, I had absolutely nothing to do with it. I had absolutely nothing to do with it. Because God did it all. God did it all. When someone stands before me sick, and I lay hands on them, and that sickness goes. And they'll tell me, thank you, Pastor Kevin. I'm like, <laughs> just... <laughs> I don't have the power to heal anyone, but it's his power he puts upon me to heal everyone. Amen. It's like going to the plug, the, the wall socket, and say, thank you for the electricity. Thanking that, that piece of plastic. Thank you for the electricity. Listen, the, 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 the plastic has never given you a bill for your electricity. Right? That electricity came from somewhere. Well, the anointing comes from somewhere. It comes from the Holy Ghost. And if you allow the Holy Spirit to just take you and you surrender to God's will and you, get, you go deeper with God... I can't tell you where you will be, 
But I can tell you what you can experience. Because the word of God says that wherever the river touches, things begin to grow. It grew everywhere. The trees began to, to flourish. They became fruitful. Life began to happen. Fish began to, to exist in that, in that waters again because the bitter waters were turned to healing waters. One of the reasons why we, we have so many negatives in society is because we have not been flowing with the Holy Ghost. You, you cannot blame a society that's, that's sick when those that have the ability to bring the healer do not bring the healer. If I have the water of the Holy Spirit of the river of God and God is, is stirring me to go someplace and I deny and I hold back and I say, no, God, I won't go. I'm going to keep my feet planted on the ankle deep waters. I'm not going into the deeper waters. And I have the power to go deeper to change the society, it is not God's fault. It is my fault because I'm disobedient. There's a reason why families are broken. If your family is broken, if your family is hurting, if your family is sick, there's a reason for that. And the reason is that you have not gone deeper into the waters yet. Because wherever the water flows, healing will begin to happen. Healing is a natural product of you being obedient to God and just getting deeper in the things of the Lord. Just getting deeper, going deeper. I'm going to go deeper. I'm not going to stay back. I'm not going to keep myself back. I'm going to surrender all to God. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to go deeper. I need more of God. I'm going to wake up in the morning. Lord, here I am, Lord. Holy Spirit, I need you. Holy Spirit, I want you. Welcome, Holy Ghost. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lifting up my hands to God, pressing in for his presence, praying to the Lord, and then being still and quiet to listen to him. Not just speaking to him, but letting him speak to me. Amen. Opening up the word of God, reading the scriptures, and just kind of feeding my spirit man word by word. I'm hungry. I'm going to grow with God. I need more of God. The thing that the thing the reason why I'm there is because I'm going deeper. Amen. Tell your neighbor I'm going deeper. Amen. See, there's a difference. The motivation. What is bringing you into the deeper things of God? Because whatever bring whatever is the motivation of bringing you into the deeper things of God, those things will always exist in your life. If the only reason that you're going deeper with God is because you messed up one way or another and you just had to have that moment of trying to fix what you messed up, you'll always have mess ups to go a little deeper. Are you with me? Yes. It's like someone who drinks a little cup of water and they said, I don't want to drink for the rest of the day. And then they find themselves dying of, of, of thirst and they wonder, how did I get here? Well, maybe it's because you walked away from the river. You found yourself back in the desert. But if you just stayed flowing in it, flowing in it, listen, enjoy the water. Enjoy God. Everything you need is in there. If you, if you just say, you know, the reason why I'm here is not because I need some sort of healing or some sort of miracle. The reason I'm here is because I need more of God. You will see that, that you, you'll have so much blessing, so much growth, 
so much anointing upon your life. It's not like you, you work up an anointing. Hey, you know, Pastor Kevin, you, you're going to go preach in India. You know, you better, you better go to the Holy Spirit gym. Start building up your endurance. Go get more anointing. No. Just keep floating in the river. Just keep floating in the river. Enjoying the river. Enjoying Jesus. Enjoying Jesus. Because when we minister, we don't minister out of head knowledge. We minister out of heart knowledge. Because the things that are in our head won't bring the healing power of God. But the things that we are have surrounded our lives with of the Lord. It's the water of the Holy Ghost that brings the healing. It is just a natural product of you floating, enjoying, swimming, being carried by the river of God. Amen. But pastor, I got this issue. I got this problem. Just keep on swimming. Amen. <clears throat> but pastor, you know, they said this and they said that and I kind of slipped and I can't slip. Oh, oh, you got out? Okay, let me throw you back in. I can't tell you how many times people have come with all these issues. Pastor, I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you. I'm wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. We'll talk after service. I don't even know what they're, they're, they need to talk about. I don't even know what's going on in their life. But we have church service, and God shows up, and the Holy Spirit comes upon them. And then I might see them, you know, later on and say, hey, what, what do you want to talk about? Oh, I don't need to talk about it anymore. It's really been happening. What happened? The river took care of it. You'll find out the river will take care of things for you. Amen. There are a lot of people that say, well, I better get to the shore now and, and get on the, co on, the, on the coast. You know, now that I got some issues, understand this. There's a difference between the things that you did to cause the issues and the things that rise up while you're following God. The things that rise up while you're following God, God it doesn't surprise God. God is not like, oh, no, what are we going to do? I don't know what we're going to do about Mari. You know, she's been serving God too long and walking with the Lord and, and worshiping the Lord and praying in the Holy Ghost, and now she got a problem. You know, she, well, I bet we should take her out, just let her dry off on the corner there. <laughs> it's not the water's fault. God is not surprised. He's already provided a way out. Yes. It will not destroy you. The Bible says all things work together for good for those that love God and are called according to his purposes. And so when things rise up and you know you've been following God, you should get excited because whatever is going on in your life, it's going to work out to your favor. Yeah. But Pastor, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. That's why the word of God says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. That means you got to lean on his understanding. I don't understand it, but he understands it. And if I'm in the river, hey, let's just have a good time. Amen? Hakuna Matata. No worries. Just following God, being obedient. I get to a nation when the Lord sends me out to different nations. I get to the nation. I'm not thinking, oh, no, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? You know, many times I don't even know who's going to pick me up at the airport. 
flying into, into places that you've never even heard of, and I'm in the airport, and nobody speaks English, and I'm just standing there like, praise God. <laughs> I just make sure I, I arrived at the right place. I, I've been in these situations over and over and over again where it looks like there's no way out or you don't know what to do. But I've learned to ask myself this one question. I ask, I ask myself, did I bring my, myself here or did God send me here? Because if I brought myself here, I said, Father, forgive me. I missed it. I disobeyed you. But if God sent me there, oh, man, we're going to see a miracle happen. Amen. Some water is going to turn into wine today. Amen. I'm in India. I just get into the country. I, I believe it was, uh, it was a, a city called um, Hibernabad. I flew into Hibernabad in, in the airport. And I had to take a plane from Hibernabad to another city called Vishakapatnam. And so I'm in there, and they're doing the immigration. And in the immigration, you have to have phone numbers, address, and contact people, or they don't let you through. Yeah. I had none of that. <laughs> I think, oh, don't let me through. I'm an American. They don't care if you're American. So I get there, and, and I had none of that. And I'm... And I went, they, they wouldn't let me through. I'm, I'm, I'm standing in the back, and everybody had gone through immigration except for me. And I'm just, sit, just standing there. I'm like, God, and this is my first time being in India. And I said, God, I know you're the one that brought me here. You have to make way. This, this man shows up. He says, sir. And he grabs my paper, and he writes something on it. And he said, go over there. I said, okay. <laughs> I went over there. Matter of fact, he walked me up to the, the person, and he, I handed him the paper that he had written on, and he said, okay, go through. I went through. When I looked at the paper, the man grabbed the paper. He wrote a name of a hotel and a phone number. I don't even know what hotel that was. I don't know any of that, but all I knew is he knew how to get me through. God provided a way. God will provide for you over and over. In that trip, in that trip, thousands of people got healed. Thousands of people came to the Lord. A great work was birthed through that trip. I could have been worried, saying, oh no, where's this water taking me? Or I could have said, hey, we're going to enjoy this trip. I've learned just to enjoy God, to enjoy swimming, amen. Enjoy the river of God. You're never going to drown in the river of the Lord. You're not going to die in the river. Matter of fact, everywhere you go, there's healing. Amen. You have to walk with the Holy Ghost in personal relationship, being inspired by God, and then doing that. Not just doing things to do things, but being inspired by God and doing that. When you are inspired by God, it's because the current of the river takes you there. Amen. When the current of the river turns and it begins to carry you to a place, before it's like I'm trying to get someplace and I'm fighting against the current. I want to get over there, but the current is taking me over there. And you actually become fighting against the things of God because God's trying to take you someplace. 
And you might say, oh, but I got this vision. I know God spoke to me. He said, I'm going to go over there. But you don't understand the current of the river is taking you over there because you just can't get there. Because if you get there, you won't be able to stay there. There's things that God has to do in your life in that river. So you might go this way and you might go that way because the current of the Holy Ghost is taking you there. So that when you get to the place that God had told you he's taking you, people's lives have been blessed everywhere you've gone. Things have been healed. Things have been restored. And now you are standing in the, that, that promise of God and God can use you even greater. So many people get there before going over there and then they slip and stumble because they think that they're the ones that brought themselves there. Does that make sense? Because if you don't have the spiritual maturity to handle where God is going to take you and you force yourself to get there. I know people who, try, who forced themselves and got to a place, but it's almost like their life almost didn't even exist because the work that they did for God did not last. It was burnt up because it was done with man's works, man's uh, ambitions, man's, man's strength. But if you just let God do it and let God take you and just surrender yourself and say, Lord, here I am. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to go deeper with you. You're going to see that God's going to take you to places to bring healing to people that you don't even know of. Hallelujah. Amen? Yeah. You have to understand that you were bought with the price of the blood of Jesus, but you are called for a time just like this. There are people that you're going to be impacting and changing for the glory of God. And you might say, well, pastor, what about my life? If you will just let God work through your life, God will strengthen you, he will heal you, and then he will use you mightily. But you have to surrender to the things of God. Surrender to the things that are, surrender to the ways of the Lord. Stop fighting against God. Amen? Amen. That's a good word, Pastor Kevin. Stop fighting to the things of God. Just yield to the Lord. I want to follow God, but, but get your butt out of the way. <laughs> Just yield. Surrender to God. Amen. I heard a testimony of this one, this one person that was coming to the church, and, and they would love everything that would happen to the church, but just hated me talking about tithes and offerings. It's like every time they talk about tithes, they're, They love the ministry of, of the Holy Ghost. They love the word of faith. They love, they love love. But when they talk about tithes, they're like, But then that person decided, you know what? I'm just going to start doing and following what God is speaking through that pastor. And they started doing it. And next thing you know, they were on their side. They were saying, wait, now I get it. I get it. I get it. This has released blessings upon my life. Now that person's a, the biggest, oh, you, you want to be blessed? You got tithe. You got tithe. Why? Because it's a truth that can only be experienced when you step out in faith. 
But how much time did the devil steal of that person's finances, that person's joy? How much time did the person steal their, their, their peace because they were worried about their bills? How much time did the words of negativity and curses came out? I can't stand that minister. I can't stand that church. I can't stand those people because they do that. They talk about that. How much time was spent about, uh, 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 on those issues instead of just enjoying the river of God of healing and blessing and prosperity? Got awfully quiet in this Baptist church tonight. You know why we preach so much about tithing, tithing and offerings and giving and receiving? Because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And there are so many people that are broke and disgusted and they're angry and they're bitter. And they come to God and they say, heal me. And God says, I'll heal you as you're obedient to the word of God. I want God to bless me. God says, won't you bless yourself? I obey my word. Channel change. There he goes. Money again. Amen? Hallelujah. I tell you, if someone just grabbed that word tonight and said, you know what? I'm going to stop asking people for money. I'm going to stop borrowing from anybody. I'm going to put my foot down and say, God, you're my blesser. And I'm going to start putting my eyes upon giving instead of receiving. Amen. I'm, just, I'm going to look for things to give. Many times we look at our lives and say, I got nothing. But you go home and you say, oh, I got two pairs of shoes. Oh, I want to give that other pair of shoes away. Amen. Now, don't give, you know, the right shoe away, you know, and, Keep the left. <laughs> that doesn't help the give. That doesn't help the one you're giving, and it doesn't help you at all. <laughs> but you know what? I'm start thinking. I'm gonna just give, so so I could prove the word of the Lord right in my life. There, at least go. At least have that opportunity to prove God right. Do it. If, if nothing happens, then you can walk away and say, I'm never going back to the church. I'm never going to hear that word again. That's all a fake. That's all a lie. I'm not going to believe that because I, I, I tested the word of the Lord and it wasn't true. So if the word of the Lord is not true in that area, then the word of the Lord is not true in all the other areas too. But if his word is true in that area, and his word is true that Jesus has paid the price for your healing. And his word is true that he has, he, has, he, has, he has paid the price of his blood for your salvation and your righteousness. And the word of the Lord is true that when you die, you'll be welcome into the arms of the Lord. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to, to, to encourage you to fully surrender to the things of God. What would your, your life be like one year from now if you just said, I'm going to let the Holy Spirit just take me. I'm going to let God, I'm going to press into God like never before. I'm not going to be a, a, a lukewarm Christian. I'm going to be a Christian hot. And even though I don't know how to get there, I'm just going to do my best to get there. Because here's the thing. As soon as you make that, that turn and say, okay, God, I surrender everything to you. The word of God says, if you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. Amen. Who goes first? You do. If you draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. 
And then what happens, as you begin to draw near to God, God begins to take you into places that are deeper. He begins to heal your life and then heal the lives of others around. And then you find yourself looking back and seeing all the wonderful things of God that God has done. He wants to take you there. So he could pour out his glory and his anointing upon you so that the world will say, hallelujah, this person, this person was a blessing to my life. Father, thank you for bringing that person to my life. Because of that person sharing the truth of the word of God, my life has changed. Everybody wants Pastor Kevin and the ministers just to be like, this is for the body of Christ. You can stay on the outside of the pool watching everybody swimming around in the things of the Holy Ghost. Miracles, signs and wonders, healings, blessings, prosperity, increase. Come on into the pool. Now just put my little toe in. But at night, God, I want your miracles. I need your healing. Bless my family. Save my life. And then you come, then you get around Pastor Kevin. He's like, jump on in. Come on in. You know, when, when I was a kid, I have, I have, you know, two older brothers. And my dad, we would, he would rent a hotel room at the island. And we would go, and that was our vacation, you know. And so I remember we'd go to the Bahia Mar. And we'd go over there. And uh, I'm a little kid, never been in a pool before. And my brothers were going to make sure that I learned how to, how to swim. They didn't take lessons on how to teach <laughs> their younger brother how to swim. No. They grabbed a hold of me. They lifted me up and they threw me into the water. I learned how to swim real quick. You come to faith, please, God, church. Amen. The Holy Ghost starts flowing. Amen. What are we doing? Throwing you in the water. Amen. There's some people that say, you know, I, 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 I love the word. I, I love, you know, I, I enjoy what's the music and everything. But it's that Holy Ghost stuff that, that you know, they, they start talking in these weird languages and, and people start like stumbling and next thing you know they're on the yeah, I don't know if I can I don't know if I can handle that. I remember uh, my friend our friend Tim. Tim would come and, and he would sit towards the back and, and I would minister and, and preach and then as soon as we start praying he'd get up and leave. He accepted everything else except for that. And when his wife would come he'd say listen we're going to leave early you know because that Holy Ghost stuff you know and one of those churches, you know. <laughs> they talk a weird language. And I remember one day, the Lord had, had directed me. I just came back from India. And I, have, I still have it. It's a little bottle like this. This small. It's, a, it's one of the things my mother gave me, but it was my father's. And she gave it to me after he passed away. And it was a bottle of this oil that he had. Just anointing oil, a little bottle like this. How, how many of you have, have seen that bottle before? You've seen that bottle? 
Everyone that has had me pray over you and put that oil upon you, lift up your hands. Okay, put your hands down. How many of you have had me pray more than once using that bottle over you? Lift up your hands. Look around. And the bottle's still full. Amen. It just, it, I, I use it, and the Lord just keeps it up. Amen. It's just a miracle. And I, I told the church, I said, I want to I anoint everybody with this. And just whatever you believe in God for. When I put my hands upon you, just receive it in the name of Jesus by faith. And so Tim, Tim heard about that, and he turned his wife. He says, well, let's, let's, let's get in line, too. And I told him, you know, don't even, uh, it's, we're not going to line up like we normally do. We're just going to walk. I just want you to walk right in front of me. And I'm going I'm I'm to pray over you like my father used to pray over people because there were so many people. So we just pray and go, pray and go. And so they did that. And when I put my hand upon both of them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. And they got baptized with the Holy Ghost, and they began to speak in tongues right then and there. And then for, I believe it was like three weeks, Tim was under the fire of the Holy Ghost that he couldn't do anything. He was just so consumed with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And he comes to the church. He says, this, this is it. This has to be it. I couldn't sleep. This is it. I can't even work. I'm what was happening? The river. And now everywhere he goes, things are healed. Lives are blessed. People are changed. Why? Because he got so caught up with the things of the Holy Ghost, he said, I ain't going back to the shore ever again. I'm staying in this water. Stop calling me over there. You come in here. <laughs> this, is, this is where it's good. Amen. But you got to yield yourself. You can't stay just at the ankles and say, that's, that's enough for me. I just want a little touch, just a little prayer. You got to say, I want it all. I'm so hungry. I'm thirsty. I want more. And even when you're in the river, your heart still has to be, I'm hungry. I want more. There have been times where the Holy Ghost will come so strong upon me and we get so much into the glory of God, I'm thinking, oh man, I don't know if I'm going to live after this. I mean, it can't get any stronger. I don't know if it gets any stronger than this, but, but even in those things, I'm like, oh, I'm more. He comes. He comes. And he pours out anointing. I heard this one man who would flow with the things of God and he would get Holy Spirit laughter and joy and start laughing, kind of like some of my friends are doing right now. And he would start having visions and dreams that God would give him. And here's the thing, people that are on the shore... They don't know how to explain what's happening because they, I mean, how do you talk about, how do you talk about being in the water if you've never been in the water? Being in the river if you never experienced the river. And so people were telling them and said, oh, that's a condition that you have. This condition, it's a, it's a disease. And he started thinking, is this really a disease? Is this a condition? So he went to God, he said, God, these visions, these dreams you're giving me, this joy that rises up inside of me, they say it's a condition. 
They say it's a disease. And God, said, God told him, he says, I'll prove to you it's not a disease. I'll stop. And he stopped having vision. He stopped having dreams. He stopped laughing. And he says, oh no. I need that condition. He went back to God. Father, forgive me. I want more. I need more. I don't want to be on the side dried up. Being withered away by, the, by, by the, the sun. I want to be in the river. The river of God. More, Lord. And God just poured out his glory upon him. Amen. But you have to yield yourself to the things of God. You have to yield yourself to things. But, Pastor, I don't understand it. Listen, it's in the spirit of God. How can you understand it if you cannot put it to a, a scientific test? No, there is no science that could, could, that could grab a hold of the things of God. His ways are so much higher than our ways. There is no computer that can measure the things of God. It's, it comes from a kingdom that's not of this world. It's the kingdom of heaven. It's the kingdom of the Lord. And he says, in his kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. I could preach, I could preach hours on people's problems. And it's just like I'm helping someone with one problem, and I'm helping someone with another problem. Or I could just talk to you about walking with God, and it will just destroy all those problems. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Hey, just walk with God. He's an ever-present help in your time of need. Amen. 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 But you have to yield. Tell your neighbor, yield. When you, listen, you say, well, what is yield? Well, when you're driving and you see a, a yield sign, and there's a car coming the other direction, that means you give way. You let that car have its way. You have to yield to the Holy Ghost. You have to let him have his way. What would your life be if you just let the Holy Ghost take you? I'm going to stay in the Holy Ghost. Even when you feel like you're going, oh, you know, I, I messed up. Just jump back in. Just jump back in. But pastor, I, you know, I, I went through a bad week. Okay, I understand. Poor baby. Get back in the water. But pastor, you don't understand the stuff that I did and the things I did. Oh, is that? Yes. Get back in. But pastor, my family's devastated. I don't know what I'm going to do about my marriage. Get back in. I'm so thirsty. Get in the water. Stay. 
Stop fighting against God. You have to be conquered territory. Stop trying to say, oh, I'm going to fight this battle again. I'm just walking to quiet sections. Benny, where are you going, Benny? <laughs> we love you. It doesn't help. The river goes that way, too. <laughs> I remember one time we were doing a, a, a youth overnight prayer meeting. At 5 in the morning, I had the teens at the altar. The glory of God hit the place. All the teens were on the floor just laughing, enjoying Jesus. I see this one little girl, and she's crawling to the back. I said, where are you going? And she's laughing while she's crawling. She couldn't stand because the glory of God was on her. I said, where are you going? And she goes, she goes I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I said, you go, 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 go. <laughs> Listen, when you're hungry and thirsty, you just want it all from God. You'll show up to prayer meetings. You'll show up to usher meetings. You'll show up to, you're not even in the ushers when you're there. I'm just hungry. We're having church tonight. I'm just, I'm there. I'm hungry. But there's some people, they come to church and, and they see what God does. And listen, everybody that, that gets touched by God, they always rise up changed. They always rise up different. They always rise up either with joy in their hearts, on their face, or thankfulness unto God. Nobody ever gets touched by God saying, man, I wish I just didn't do that today. Man, how dare those people pray for God to touch me. And now I'm on the floor. How dare, none of them, none of them. I've never met that person who's been touched by God and say, man, I really wish I wasn't touched by God. That, that, that was a bad experience. Don't go up there. I'm saving you. Never met that person. It's funny too. Some people, they come with such a hardness of heart. And, I mean, understand, there's thousands of churches. And 99% of the churches, you won't find the glory of God like we, we, we're, just, we're just swimming. You won't find the river of God like we're, we're swimming in here. So there's all these churches you could you go to, and you, it, could, it could fit your religion really good. But you came into this church. We do have a reputation. It's not very, it's not very difficult to find out what we are about. And so if you came into this church... You already knew what you're coming into. But you came for that. It's not a surprise when the Holy Ghost shows up. To us, it's a surprise when he doesn't. 
Because he loves to be in the presence of his people more than we desire to be in, the pre in his presence. There's some people that come to the altar. I'm coming to the altar, but I'm not going to fall. I want him to pray, but I don't want that other stuff. They say that. You can could, you could tell. You can tell when they come to the altar. And all, all of listen, I'm just, I'm, I'm just a wall socket. That's all I am. I'm not the energy. I'm just a wall socket. And so I want, I want you to receive. I want you to receive. And so, I, 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 you know, what happens when, like, remember the old cartoons? When they would, they would say, stick them up. They would stick them up. Why? Because you're saying, I surrender. I surrender. What are you saying? I, I'm yielding. And so, first thing I say, lift up your hands to God. Close your eyes. Get ready to receive. And those people that come with a hard heart. I'll say, close your eyes. me <laughs> whether you receive or not doesn't change me when was when was it Lynn three or four years ago four years ago I didn't even have to tell her I didn't even have to tell her what it was I just asked her, when was it? Four, three or four years ago. Immediately, four years ago. Lynn grew up in the church as a little girl and then went off on her way following whatever life she thought was best for her. But then she came back four years ago during a revival meeting and she didn't just stay in the back she came right to the front. And every night, she would, she would be right here. This was the spot right here. Under the glory of God. Under the glory of God. She was so dry. She was so broken and thirsty. And the presence of the Lord crushed her that week. It was three, four days straight. Every service, she would be right here. I still remember she, she was wearing a, a, a red sweater. Fully surrendering her life to God. Fully surrendering her, her not my will, Lord. I can't do anything with, with my life anymore. Here it is. Giving it all to him. God poured his anointing upon her. Began to heal her. Began to restore her. And then God began to use her. What she couldn't do for herself to build a family within that same year, she met Reuben. They got married. Have two wonderful kids. 
now they serve, they lead a cell group, ministering to others. They help all the time in the church. They're always here, even in usher meetings. Why? Is it for money? No. It's because the river has taken her here. And wherever she goes and wherever Reuben goes, healing flows. Never had to fight with Lynn. Say, Lynn, you got to come to church, Lynn. Lynn, it's time to pray. No. She, she would ask, when, when, when's, when's the next service? When's prayer service? When, when, there was a, 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 when there's a prayer line? I could tell, you know, I could tell. Uh, I see the people. I see everybody. And I could tell... There's some prayer lines you're like, do I need to go up there? Should I go up there? I'm just going to go up there. <laughs> but because they're hungry, they both come. Amen. Are you hungry? Are you going to yield to the Holy Ghost? How much longer are you going to let the devil keep you back from the blessings that God wants to get you to? You know, the river of God is like a, it's like a road that takes you to where... It takes you to where God wants you to be all along. And the awesome thing about the river of God is you don't even have to do anything other than just surrender and let it take you there. It's not like you're, you're the one that's walking up and, and trying to travel. All, no, it just carries you there. And wherever you go, you just got all this glory to give to the Lord, all this thankfulness to give. You find out your family gets restored and healed and blessed your community starts changing all because you decided to yield to God Amen. just yield to God oh I got to come up with this plan on what I'm going to do for God God says what are you going to do for me <laughs> tell me about your genius of telling me what you're going to do for me. you ain't going to do nothing for me I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do for you Amen. that's what God says I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do for you And it's just so full of glory. Hallelujah. Amen. So that nobody, because that's the one thing that God wants more than anything. He wants you, and he wants the glory. Yeah. All glory, all honor belongs to the Lord. Amen. So let me say it again. What would your life be like a year from now if you were just to give it all to God? You say, well, I don't know if I can live my whole life like that. Give him a year. Watch what he'll do in one year that you won't want to stop. If God could do it in Lynn's life in less than a year, God could do it in your life just like that. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That means Sunday, we go to church. Why? Because that's what we do. Wednesday, we go to church. Why? Because that's what we do. We go to Bible study. We go to cell group. We go to houses of faith. Why? Because that's what we do. Oh, but don't you want to stay home and rest? No. I want to get in the river. But you had a hard day. Yeah, that's why I need the river. I need the river more than ever. 
you show up to Bible study, and even when it's getting a little dry, well, hallelujah. You know, the Word of God says it, stir up yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, stir up yourself. Stir up the gift that was deposited in you by the laying on my hands. That's what the Word of God says. There's a Holy Ghost inside of you. You know, I, this, is, this is the last thing I know. I could be here all night talking about the. Trust me, I'm at home sometimes preaching to myself. I love social media, and I know I, I can always get an audience to preach to. I could be here all night preaching. But. Hallelujah. How many of you want to know the secret of walking in the anointing? You want to know the secret of walking in the anointing? Here's the secret of walking in the anointing. Ready for this? Rio Grande. Praying in the Holy Spirit, stirring up the gift inside of you. But Pastor, I just don't really feel like praying. Just praying with Just praying in the Spirit. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, you stir up the Holy Ghost. You stir up the gift inside of you. Remind yourself who you are in Christ. That Spirit of God, right? You walk into a Someone's sick? Oh, I got an anointing for that. I literally look at people all the time. If they got a problem, I, I see someone walking with a lip. I'm like, how you doing? What's going on there? I'm looking, I, I'm thinking, I can't wait to pray for it. Oh, let it, let it be something. I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm ready. Why? Because I've been stirring up the gift inside. Praying in the Holy Ghost all the time. Oh, pastor, I can't pray in the Holy Ghost. Receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit tonight. Receive it. If you cannot pray in the Holy Ghost and you want to pray in the Holy Ghost, just say this with me right now. Everyone say this with me. Tonight, I will pray in the Holy Ghost. I will receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm ready, Jesus. I want it, Jesus. I will pray in the Holy Ghost. Tonight, tonight, tonight. In Jesus' name.